Goog's house. All right, so are you ready for a real actual conference test? No, 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 wait. I promise. You are Locked On Cougs, your daily podcast on the Houston Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Cougs, daily podcast about your Houston Cougars. I'm your host, Houston-born teacher and coach, Parker Andrews, here to break down all things Cougs. If you're a U of H fan or stay here, can stop by, please be sure to subscribe down below. That way you can get the podcast in your feed each and every day. Once we're in your feed every day, make sure to make Locked On Cougs your first listen of the day. If you are coming to the YouTube channel, welcome back. We're hovering around that 250 subscriber mark. Remember, if we get 250 subscribers, we're going to be giving away a Marcus Sasser t-shirt. Um, I'm dropping stuff here, but the Marcus Sasser t-shirt, remember, is like an old vintage graphic design. We had the design of Luis on a few, like a couple weeks ago at this point, so make sure you go check that out as well. Um, if you missed it, as again, we're, we're right at that line. Um, if you missed it, don't worry. You can be sure and check back. Uh, you can get the uh, next one. You get 500 subscribers. We can give away more stuff. As well, every 250 subscribers, we give you something away. Uh, so if you missed the 250, hit us up at 500. To be entered to win something, you got to be commenting on episodes. So make sure you're leaving comments about what you think about UCF or whatever. Uh, or if you can't think of anything after listening to this podcast, think of something else to comment. Tell us, uh, do you like turkey and ham- turkey and cheese or ham and cheese on your sandwich? All right. Today's episode is all about previewing UCF this weekend. Um, First segment, look at like the season they've had. Second segment, I want to say players to look after, players to look out for, but it's really one, one big one. And in the third segment, look at like what I think Houston will do to kind of mitigate uh, any threats in this game. UCF is a very good basketball team, though. So let's break down what they've done so far this year. Um, they've got four what I would call tournament team type of wins. They beat Oklahoma State. Uh, they beat Ole Miss like they stole something. Uh, they beat Santa Clara. They beat Samford. I think worth pointing out, they also um, had a two-point loss to the University of Miami and a buzzer-beating, heartbreaking, crazy made three that led to a two-point loss at the end of the Missouri game. That's six good basketball teams uh either because they're power five and thus had the resources or because they're good like Santa Clara. That's six teams that they've played impressively thus far to me. Um, And I want to emphasize that this is not last year's UCF team. So, and getting ready for this game, a lot like with Tulsa, I looked at like what did last year's game look like and what did they do to get ready for Houston last season? Um, And bluntly, Last season, Houston ran them out of the gym, even after injuries to several key stars in last uh, on last season's team. The guard ball pressure that uh, Kyle Edwards and uh, Jamal Shedd were able to put on those guys was too much for them. Um, Josh Carlton had a big, dominant game inside as well, and um, all that happened a year ago. The games last year were uh, Houston won both. One was 63-49, the other was 70-52. to 52. Um, I'm here to say that confidently, this will not be that kind of a run at the gym blowout. First of all, it's been a couple weeks since Houston played someone this good. Uh, the Virginia game was 
Virginia's better. Um, but that's been a couple weeks ago at this point. There's been some time off um, after the McNeese State game. There's some time off for the holiday before coming back to play, get ready to play Tulsa. Um, the other thing I'll say here, too, is that while um, it's nice to get these guys at home for, excuse me, New Year's Eve or whatever, um, it is the kind of game that can feel a little bit distracting. And while it, it is at home, it's over the holiday, there's a chance the gym feels a little empty. So if you're in the H for the holiday, please go. The game's at 2 o'clock. You can still get to New Year's Eve stuff. Um, they're going to need you there because I feel like the student section is going to be a little sparse. Um not because they don't want to be there, but because they're all at home with their families, right? Uh, wherever that may be. Um, and looking at their team this season, I think UCF is going to be very, very good and probably competing in the top quarter of uh, the American Athletic Conference um, like they have in the past, back when they had like the Taco Falls, the world or whatever. Um, they have a big man we'll get to when we get to individual stuff in a minute. But the interesting thing to me is they run a five a true because the, the talent they've got this year, a true five out system on offense, which is already a dramatic shift in what they were doing just a season ago. Same coach, still Johnny Dawkins. Um, they're just doing things differently because of their personnel. Um, defensively is where I think that they'll really like need to make their changes against Houston. Um, Against Oklahoma State, they did a really good job of forcing them to shoot. Uh, like they, they did similar to what Houston does in contesting three pointers, that they make you shoot over the top of jumping hands or run underneath for like a long two. Um, and Oklahoma State had trouble with that. That's they lost. Ole Miss, they Ole Miss, they held like the first eight minutes of basketball without scoring. They were pitching a shutout like eight minutes into the game against a power five team. Um, Samford had trouble with the UCF length. Uh, again, Missouri had to have a crazy balls rolling around. A guy picks up and chucks it kind of heave for three to give Missouri a two point win. Like these are power five teams that UCF has beaten. And um, it's because they run the five out feels akin to like what uh, some, some of what the Mavs do, some of what the Rockets do. There's like five out spread offense you see in the NBA um, where you have like stretch bigs and that kind of stuff, right? Uh, Denver does it obviously. Jokic, Jokic is so unique, it's hard to say. Like, they do what Jokic does, but the same kind of thing. Um, it's really, really fueled by a handful of guys. But before we get into jumping, jump into, I should say, what like their personnel lends itself towards, got a message to you from uh, our sponsor today. Did you know that? Uh, driving high is still considered driving under the influence. That's right. Driving under the influence of marijuana is against the law in every state, even in states where marijuana is legal. That means driving high can get you a DUI. If you think law enforcement officers can't tell you're driving high, you're wrong. Your friends can tell. Your coworkers can tell. Your parents can tell. Everyone can tell. So it makes you think that law enforcement officers don't know when you're driving high. Driving under the influence of marijuana can slow your response time and change how you perceive time and speed. So even if you think you're fine to drive when you're high, you're not. Bottom line is, if you feel different, you drive different, and driving high is driving under the influence. Remember, drive high, get a DUI, paid for, paid for by the NHTSA. Now, in looking at personnel, um, this all starts and ends with this freshman name, Taylor Hendricks. Now, Taylor Hendricks was the 46th-ranked consensus recruit in the class of 2022 
It's weird to say we're about to be out of 2022 into 2023, but he's the consensus 46th ranked recruit across like his average like weighted scale or whatever across all things. He's a 6'9", 210 pound freshman from Fort Lauderdale. So I imagine he goes to UCF for his one and done to stay home. This guy is going to be a pro basketball player. Um, he is listed at 6'9". If you told me he's 6'10", it would not surprise me. He's got very, very long arms and as athletically thin is the way I have written down at 210 pounds. So he's not like skin and bones. Like you see some, you know, six ten, six nine kids running around college basketball, but he's not like stocky and beefy. He's not built in the same way that like Jairus Walker is built like an ox, right? He doesn't quite look like that. Um, as far as things that he's going to take advantage of, of Taylor Hendricks as a freshman, he's still learning how to defend the rim. Um, you know, he's placed out on the perimeter so much that and UCF on defense puts him down by the basket when they can. I think he's he's kind of fish out of water there. Um, but I'm telling you right now, this guy's a true stretch five for UCF. When they go small, they play him as the four a lot, which means he's out around the three-point line. Uh, he is shooting around 50% from three on the season and getting almost five attempts a game in doing so. So this isn't like, oh, he shoots 50%, but he shoots like less than one a game. This guy shoots a lot of threes and makes nearly 50% of them. Um, you close it on that three. He takes two long strides and a dribble and gets the rim. It's going to be a full defensive effort to keep him out of uh, out of the game, right? To kind of minimize his impact. Um, what's interesting to me is, is they use his length and his stretchability and those kinds of things to pull other guys out of the lane and kind of open up driving lanes for other uh, starters and guards. Excuse me. Um, they've got guys that get downhill very well. Uh, those guys are at the other end of the age spectrum, right? CJ Kelly is a senior guard. He's six foot five. Um, my notes are him on creator, right? Those kinds of get in the lane once the defense collapses, kicks it out, spit it out, start the puncture and uh, rotate kind of thing. Um, that is really, really hard to cover when you have to get out to a 6'9 guy shooting threes. So keep that in mind. As Again, I said he's the like the thing that gets this thing going. Taylor Hendricks is. So like think about that when you think about CJ Kelly coming off a dribble handoff, kind of off a screen, an inverted screen roll. He's got a pop guy coming out, and suddenly he's going to the lane. And you've got to cover Kelly in the lane because you got the six nine guys shooting threes. It, it changes the math up a little bit. Um, Ithiel Horton is a six three guard. Um, he is a solid basketball player. Like he doesn't make a whole lot of mistakes on film this year. Um, Houston was able to kind of speed him up a little bit last year. I don't know if they'll be able to this year or not. Um, he looks to be fairly solid in games like. Ole Miss and Santa Clara. And so I wonder if he's just a more mature kid than he was when Houston saw them a year ago. Um, they have like, you know, Brandon Suggs is 6'6. Um, Michael Durr is uh, listed at seven foot tall. He's a seven foot senior. Um, he started most games for them this season. Um, he's not a big scoring threat. Uh, frankly, it's just getting about five points and five rebounds a game. But what he is is a true seven-footer. And, again, in thinking about the way Taylor Hendricks will impact this game, he's going to take Jawan Roberts or Javier Francis or Reggie Chaney, the biggest defender Houston has, just because he's a true long seven-footer. Um, and thus, he's going to have to be covered by another big basketball player. 
That means the second one of those guys, whether that's Jarris Walker playing the four, we've seen lots of stretches with J1 Roberts playing the four. Um, Reggie Chaney could do it if Javier is the five, but I imagine most things will have Chaney playing the five. Um, someone with some length is having to be taken away from the perimeter. Um, I'm interested to see Jarris Walker covering Taylor Hendricks. And so uh, I, I frankly think it's a great matchup for him to like show his pro pro. I mean, we just talked about last week with uh, Tyler Rucker about the pro prospect, Jarris Walker. This is kind of his chance to like, look, I can cover these six, nine NBA caliber wings, um, same age and everything. Frankly, I wonder how much they know each other from an IMG County is a little bit different than uh, what was it? It was like, uh, what was he went to uh, Calvary Christian that Hendricks went to there in Florida, but Florida guys in high school, nonetheless, um, also both top 50 and all those kinds of things in recruiting. That's probably where they actually know each other from. Um, all that is to say that I am worried about this game. I think that this game is one that, uh, well, it's a team that could beat Houston. And I think that it's easy to get a little bit of sleep, beat Virginia, a couple of easier ones, getting ready for UCF, starting off conference. It's the last year in the conference. And I'm going to run through this thing. Right. Again, I said it after the Virginia game, Houston's realistically, 10 minutes away in the Alabama game from being an undefeated basketball team, right? Undefeated number one consensus, blah, 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 blah. That doesn't mean this team can't beat you, especially with the length they're going to offer defensively and the kinds of things that uh, that could put a hurting on Houston. Um, as far as other guys on their roster goes, before we get into schematics, um, I, I think it's worth pointing out that uh, Brandon Suggs, the six, six guy, not shooting a lot of threes per game, but shooting 56% from three, right? Um, Dierno Silva is a guy, again, not playing a whole lot of minutes even, shoots high three-point percentage. We'll see if uh, he gets any real run against Houston. Uh, Darius Johnson gets a lot of minutes for them. He's a 6'1 guard from Maryland. Um, bluntly, I... Because he's a 6'1 guard and he's not the most fleet of foot scorer, uh, they got him down to having about 10 points per game. Um, I I feel like Houston's okay with that, uh, okay with that cover. Um, I imagine he draws the Sasser matchup as far as things go. If we're getting into that kind of stuff, I should probably say that I imagine that CJ Kelly gets Tremont Mark um, and Ethio Horton probably gets Jamal shed um just because of size i i could see jamal shed and uh jamon mark being flipped where shed has kelly and horton gets Tremont mark or some mix up of that but at six five i kind of feel like they'll probably end up putting uh Tremont mark there um i mentioned i think that um michael durr will probably take up a j1 roberts type if he's in the game um, he started most games, so I imagine that's the case. And then Jarris Walker will get the Taylor Hendricks matchup. And again, Jarris Walker, Taylor Hendricks, New Year's Eve. I guess it's two o'clock in the afternoon, New Year's Eve day. Um, that's kind of matchup that every pro scout, all the draft evaluators, all of those guys will be watching that matchup for how that goes for both guys looking at the pros, right? Um, Taylor Hendricks right now. If you're looking at his draft prospects, I'm make sure I pull this up to get this right. Um, but he's going to be a first-round guy. Um, some people have him, what's this consensus I'm reading here, um, as a, like, 27th pick. 
um, that late in the draft. Um, some people have him as a, you know, more like 18, 19, 20 pick. Um, I imagine that means he's probably somewhere in the 20s. Um, you know, some. so as I'm reading this thing, someone's got him as a seventh best small forward. This other ranking has him as the fifth best small forward. Um, I don't know necessarily uh, how to compare that. Like Jarrett Walker's a top 10 pick um, because a lot of Jarrett's growth will be um, at the next level, right? Like his offensive game is only like the vision is so clear that like uh, people are like salivating what he can become. But some of the thing is still just vision and executions, you know, got to happen. Um, as far as Hendricks, the execution is more about scoring, right? It's a pop threat on pick and pop stuff and those kinds of things. And I wonder, I mean, I don't mean to bring it up, but we saw Jared Walker foul three point shooters in the Alabama game. Have we learned from our mistakes there? Right. Uh, do we, we don't want to give away a four point play here and there. Um, all right. So schematically, the way I see this game breaking down um, is Houston's going to probably apply, I would imagine, apply pressure to UCF's offense by using their own offense. So getting Jarris involved early, because I imagine Hendricks has to guard Jarris. Getting Jarris involved early will be super key to this game. Um, we saw in Virginia hitting him on the short roll was really important to kind of getting the defense rotating and spitting. Um, we also saw like that was the first time we're getting real flash of his ability as a creator. Um, we talked to Tyler Rucker on him as a pro prospect, Jairus, that is. One of the things that has pro scouts salivating over Jairus Walker is this idea that he can like initiate offense, right? The way Houston, I think, can get that done is by hitting him as a screen and roll, short roll kind of guy, get him into that mid-range level where he can pull up, he can attack the cup, he can hit the floater, he can get the kick out, you know, um, all those kinds of things. I'm um, using the three-point shot kind of as like a keep in the back pocket kind of thing. The thing I think that helps against UCF is being able to do all of that will also constantly involve Taylor Hendricks in the action. And obviously, like, best case scenario for Houston is they get him in foul trouble, right? He has to like react, reacts badly, boom, foul. Free throws Houston, enough of those things, and Taylor Hendricks is out of the game. The other thing I think that this does, though, is it kind of wears him out. It, it's uh, akin to what like the old way in the when the Houston Rockets were like rivals with the Warriors or whatever. We, we thought we were rivals anyway, right? Um, the way to beat Steph Curry was to attack him defensively because it meant that he was expending so much more energy on defense that then on offense he's like a little bit less you know less likely to attack the cup or like not come off the screen so hard or catch his breath in the first ten seconds of the shot clock or whatever. Um, that's an all everything caliber athlete, and that was the way it, to attack Steph Curry. This is not that Taylor Hendricks is Steph Curry, but this is not the kind of athlete either, right? So I think that that's the way they got to attack is can you attack uh, Taylor Hendricks defensively if they want to swap it up and put him on J1 Roberts? Bring it on, right? Put him on the block, hit him with that right shoulder, go with the left hook, right? Those kinds of things over and over and over again, right? Attacking him in those areas over and over and over again. Um, what will be interesting is on Houston's defense, um, UCF does a lot of spread them out kind of stuff. They go five out when they can. They will run a lot of sets with the seven footer Michael Durr on the bench. 
uh, stretch big Taylor Hendricks as like the six nine, and then they'll have Suggs at six six and a couple of six one six three six fives. Anyway, they'll have five guys in the perimeter, and my concern actually stems back to the Alabama game. Um, not to bring up bad news, but we saw in that game when um, you know I think that Kelvin Sampson called it their backups, but Houston gets up fifteen. Uh, Nate Oates calls him out, takes four starters out, puts four guys out there, and they don't really run offense. They just run like four out, one in, dribble drive, penetration kick kind of stuff. And Houston had a lot of trouble with that. Um, That was because, per Sampson, after that game, they weren't moving their feet and staying in front of the ball well enough. He continued to harp on that all week long. They go out and beat Virginia. Virginia is not, admittedly, not as athletic a team as Alabama, but like a very good team nonetheless, right? Uh, probably a better team than Alabama, even if they're not as athletic as Alabama, right? This team is more, they're not quite as athletic as Alabama, but when they get to those spread offenses, spread out five guys and around the perimeter, it's going to feel like a very similar attack, right? And if it's going to feel like a very similar attack, that's a problem. Now, it's a problem to me because, um, honestly, that's the kind of thing where you're putting guys on islands and not having the most help side defense. Like, do I think Jarris Walker will be a great two-step gallop to fend both sides of the rim kind of guy as a stretch four, uh, five, maybe a small ball five kind of guy in the NBA? Yes. He's also 19, right? Like, that's going to happen even if it hadn't happened yet. Uh, J. Juan Roberts, meanwhile, is like also just six eight six nine, right? He has that two-step gallop, but he's in quite the same kind of gallop coverage as a seven footer will in the NBA. And they're spreading you guys out. They're spreading us out like, a, like an NBA type of offense. That is to say that I can see this being um, an uncharacteristically high scoring game, both for Houston and for the opponents. And thus suddenly you've got a real, real problem on your hands. If you're the Cougs, I still think Houston comes out on top um, being at home helps. And admittedly, just having a little bit more depth across the board should help. Um, this is the kind of game where I, you know, I don't know how much I anticipate seeing Emmanuel Sharp, but I think we'll see Terrence Arsenal come in some. Reggie Cheney plays in every game. I wonder with the big seven footer if we'll see some more Javier Francis because, well, all three of our centers are more like around six eight and change, maybe round up to six nine. Javier's long wingspan obviously makes him play a little bit bigger. I think that's really, really important too. Um, suffice it to say that I'm encouraged, but I think this is going to be a dangerous game. And frankly, if you're like going to have me guess games that Houston could lose in conference play, um, after studying them some, I worry about the game that's at UCF. It's on a Wednesday night, January 5th, uh, January 25th. Um, if you told me they lost a game in January, I'd think that'd be my pick. And and I don't mean to say I want to lose a game in January. I just, I told you guys to start the season. I don't think this team goes undefeated. I'm kind of starting to think that they might not go undefeated in conference either. And that's not because anything's wrong with them. American Athletic Conference is actually a tougher basketball conference to get credit for. Um, but this is a good basketball team. This is a very, very good basketball team that Houston's getting ready to play. And frankly, as Houston's going to the Big 12, so is UCF. Like they're trying to get, they're the power five thing too. And so I wonder if that's kind of where this goes. Um, we'll be talking about it all weekend though. Uh, New Year's Eve is a fun night to party, but New Year's Eve day is a fun night to watch Houston Cougar basketball. You can find me at Painsworth 512 P A I N S 
W-O-R-T-H-512. Talk about Cougs all day long, all evening long, whatever you want to do on that. We also talk Rockets, Astros, Texan, sneakers. we got sneakers to talk about as well. Whatever you want. Make sure you find me at Painsworth512. It's P-A-I-N-S. WR Teach 512. Talk about all. I'll also be posting every episode of Locked on Cougs from that account on all your social media handles. Make sure you find me there. Thank you so much for finding, making us your first listen of the day. Thank you for a second listen of the day. Uh, I'm going to say go listen to Jackson at Locked on Rockets. Uh, Jackson Gatlin's a fun show. And frankly, they always have some fun New Year's Eve stuff cooked up over there. So make sure you check out Locked on Rockets for your second listen of the day. Locked on Cougs, the primary Locked on Podcast Network. That means it's your team. Every day, go Cougs.